so we went from this place, this, this scary, you know, am I going to be able to make rent next week uh, kind of place, uh, to suddenly being more financially sound um, than we had been during the entirety of Shindig's uh, operation. Welcome to the Shut Up Show. This is the Brave Solopreneurs Podcast helping you shut up and make shit happen. Inside every episode, you'll hear raw and uncensored conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders who bring their best work every day despite being scared shitless. You'll gain mindset strategies on how to brave through your fears, tactical advice to help you define your shut up moment, and impact-driven tips inspiring you to live and work on your own terms. And now, your hosts and co-shut-uppers of making shit happen, Bernie Shung and Phil Gerbyshack. Today's episode of The Shut Up Show, Phil and I get to talk to our dear friend, Brendan Thomas of Okanjo. We did run into a few technical blips during the interview, so we've edited out part of it to remove some of the dead space. However, it's definitely worth the listen. Brendan tells a wonderful story about how he jumped out of his corporate outfit into his very first entrepreneurial endeavor and what has happened in that time since three years ago he decided to make that change. It's been such a ride, a lot of failure, but a lot of success a lot of grit, and a lot of great energy to keep the forward momentum. So we look forward to sharing Brendan's story with you here in today's episode of The Shut Up Show. Live again with another Shut Up Show episode today, Brendan Thomas, Bernie and my friend, fellow Milwaukee guy, smart fellow, recently named president of Okanjo. We'll figure out what the heck that means and more <laughs> on today's episode of The Shut Up Show. But before we do that, our Chief Stalking Officer, Bernie Shunk. Bernie, I know that you've got the naked pictures of Brendan that all the ladies are waiting for. So if you could just talk about them, because we're not going to show them. We're just going to tease you. you got to go backstage to get those pictures. That's right. Bernie's got them <laughs> on her iPhone. This episode <laughs> not brought to you by the fine people at Apple. Bernie, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Phil, you're awful. You're absolutely awful. Anyway, Brendan, we love you. You know that. Uh, Brendan and I go way back a couple of years ago. Um, Brendan, actually, I used to be Brendan's coach. So uh, we actually had really, really good um, – I definitely – let's just say this. I have definitely seen the fear. I have definitely seen the fear. I definitely have seen the times when Brendan was feeling most like, holy crap, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to get out, you know, out on the other side? And, yeah, he did, as you can see. So, Brendan, I am just absolutely, from a personal standpoint and a professional standpoint as former coach and friend, I'm absolutely proud and so excited about all the success that you've seen. You work your ass off, super smart, but, you know, you're, you're, you're an action taker, and I think that's why you've been able to see the success you have. So, first, I want to just congratulate you because it's it's been a long time coming. Um, and welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you talk about fear today with us, my dear. Thank you so much, Bernie, and uh, very kind words from from both of you, especially especially Phil and Phil. I'm pretty sure those were all those were all photoshopped, nearly uh, positive. The pictures uh, are my words. That's the question I want to know. Excellent. So go ahead, buddy. I'm just teasing you. Yeah, where should where should we start? 
We'll start with you, man. How did you get where you are today? Let's take us through the journey from uh, you know pu puberty until now, which for those <laughs> viewers at home, it's only been nine months. No, I'm just it's kidding. It's true. It's true. We're going to take over. We're going to take over the most awkward seven of those months and just start with, you know, um, really, it's yeah. been. It's, it feels like it's been uh, eons. But Bernie, I mean, we we only met um, less than three years ago, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was January. Uh, 2011. January 2011 was when we had our first conversation. And, and really at the time, uh, you know, I was working with a local uh, healthcare company, a fairly large company. And uh, I remember one of our, our most pivotal phone calls when you were my coach. Um, you know, I was 26 at the time. Uh, I was feeling, in some ways, kind of on top of the world. I remember we had our, our, our phone call. I was uh, the youngest... Uh, the youngest IT manager at the time at the company I was with. And I was talking with you about 5.30 p.m. It was winter, so it was dark out in my, uh, in my corner office feeling like, you know, I, I've kind of got this, but why am I not happy? And what's, what's missing? What am, I not, what am I not connecting here? And, uh, and, you know, through the course of our conversation, it just became apparent that, yes, by many definitions of success, you know, paycheck, uh, the whole... Um, American Dream thing, climbing the ladder, um, et cetera, that, that maybe I was on my way, uh, if not, you know, if not having arrived, but it, it didn't seem as, uh, as meaningful. And, and nothing against this particular employer, um, great people to work with and a great company. However, uh, it just wasn't what was going to really ignite that spark um, in me. Uh, so, you know, through that conversation, it became apparent that I needed to make a change. Um, and... You know, and it needs to be a big, big change. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't going to be. A, well, let's find a new a, a new job at a different company or something. It was going to be. You know, let's really chase what what I, I I've known has been something that would be meaningful for me uh, since the beginning, which was you know start my own entrepreneurial journey. So I kind of I I, uh, I set upon making a plan to make that reality. Right. I set my checklist in front of me. What I would need to accomplish in the next uh, six months was my timeline really uh, to make this happen. And I started down this plan, and, and it involved, okay, if I'm going to do a software startup, which is what I wanted to do, technology is my background, and we'll skip over all the education and experience, but uh, basically it was about 10 years in healthcare technology. Um, then I better find a community uh, that you know, really supports that. And, uh, and so my initial thought, like everyone's, I think, is initially, okay, well, it's, uh, it's either the Valley, San Francisco, or it's, um, or it's New York, Union Square. Um, with uh, honorable mentions uh, by you know places like Chicago or Denver, or Boulder, etc. Um, and so I started looking for healthcare technology jobs out there, consulting, so that I could kind of, you know, fund myself uh, while I started on this uh, easing up into some some startup opportunity. And I had three things in the uh, in the works at the time. I had three kind of moonlighting projects, irons in the fire, uh, etc. So the next few months, I kind of did this, and what I found. Um, as I was interviewing uh, on the coasts, was that there was actually a very strong entrepreneurial community uh, here in Milwaukee. Um, you know, a lot of creatives, and that's actually where we first uh, first met Bernie, I believe. I found uh, that you know there was uh, several thousand people, like-minded, young, motivated, um, and, and not just age, but young in spirit, um, and motivated and ambitious and accomplished, um, um, creative, inventive people who really really had that spark, that really uh, that drive that I was looking for that, that community to plug into, kind of my pack, so to speak. 
Um, and I found that that really existed here uh, in Milwaukee. Um, and it really, it really kind of set me on a slightly different path. Uh, and that, that slightly different path, and you would, you would think that this is my shut up moment, but it actually it wasn't quite. Um, a slightly different path led me to uh, launch my new startup, um, which was called Shindig, uh, in June of 2011. And the shut up moment is kind of in part of the story. Uh, I had taken a consulting job with another healthcare firm locally to give myself a little bit more flexibility um, in hours while I ramped up Shindig, which was, uh, which was a startup. And what had happened, uh, a lot of times, uh, when you have two big competitors in an area and you leave one to go to the other, while well, they basically say, okay, here's, take your four weeks vacation, and uh, you know, basically it's a, it's a paid, let's get you out the door because you're going to a competitor. Um, and during those four weeks, I really got to spend a lot of heads down time working on what was my project, what was meaningful to me. And I found that that was such a fulfilling experience that I simply couldn't start the consulting job. Um, and I, I had to make a phone call saying, you know, look, this was an amazing opportunity. I was really looking forward to it. However, if I don't chase this opportunity, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life, and I know that. The problem with that, it sounds all exciting. The problem with that was my plan that I had set in motion six months earlier uh, didn't really account for a period of not having income, uh, a period of just kind of jumping off the cliff and hoping something catches me. Um, and because the, the excitement and the energy and the opportunity was there, I realized I had to do that. So Shindig launched in, in December of 2011, um, and in the first few months, uh, we collected a, a few thousand uh, customers, and um, our, the company was really a, a Kickstarter for concerts. It was crowdfunding uh, events. And while we were very excited with the energy momentum we started with, uh, right around the spring and summer uh, of 2012, uh, it became very apparent that that um, was not going to generate the kind of traction we needed to get a follow-on round of investment uh, to get us to a point where the company could sustain itself on its own revenue. Uh, and, and that was, uh, was a very challenging time. That was actually um, probably the time that I grew and learned the most um, uh, through this entrepreneurial journey. Uh, and you know, through that experience, um, the connections and the network and the people uh, that kind of supported me along the way um, uh, became the most valuable um, valuable thing I took away from that. Um, and, and this brings us up to, I think, uh, I think the actual, uh, actual shut-up moment, which uh, came towards the end of the summer uh, in 2012, just last year, it's hard to believe, um, where we realized that Shindig was, was not going to get the follow-on funding that we needed to continue operating as a business. So what we ended up doing uh, is to keep things running and afloat, we realized, well, we've got some very talented software developers and designers um, and project and product managers, so let's Let's consult. Let's build other people's uh, social uh, and e-commerce products for them. And we ended up, um, you know, again, kind of a, a, a scary moment when you realize you've got one week's left of payroll and your investors, uh, you know, for very good reasons, uh, you know, weren't able to, to continue keeping things afloat. Um, we reached out to that network uh, that I mentioned before and found quite a bit of, uh, of consulting work just, just ready for us. Really, our, our past experience with Shindig and, uh, had been our resume for that type of work. And uh, we're able to land a couple of uh, fairly large and, and really lucrative contracts. So we went from this place, um, which again was kind of this, uh, this, this scary, you know, am I going to be able to make rent next week uh, kind of place, uh, to suddenly being more financially sound um, than we had been during the 
entirety of Shindig's uh, operation. Um, and, you know, again, realizing that you put yourself out there and if the opportunity is right and, and you really you do the work, um, you know, the net will, will appear. Uh, and, and, you know, again, in that, in that vein, one of the contracts that we, uh, that we landed was with a company called Okanjo, which ended up being literally across the street uh, from, from Shindig's offices at the time. And with Okanjo, at first it was an initial consulting and contracting uh, contracting gig, and uh, from that relationship it grew into a partnership, and it grew into uh, then me joining the the company as the chief product officer uh, in September of 2012. Uh, we launched a beta product in February of this year, um, and within just a few short months, uh, amassed uh, several thousand customers. We have sellers um, in all 50 states and about 12 million in inventory. And uh, tomorrow, so I guess this is a little bit of an early announcement, we're going to be announcing um, what Oconto truly is, which is a cloud commerce. Uh, but essentially, it, uh, it's, an, it's the idea where we can create marketplaces and stores and connect them, uh, connect the audiences from those marketplaces with relevant products. So we're very excited to be bringing that, uh, bringing that to the market. Um, and then as Bernie and, and, and Phil mentioned earlier, uh, it was very... Uh, Fortunate, excited, and humbled, uh, really, to uh, to be named as uh, Okanjo's new president as of uh, as of yesterday. So, uh, very excited for that. So, um, again, I'm not I sure just, if we've lost. Uh, no, I, 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 can you can you hear any, us now? Can you hear us now? Okay, I yes. I I just wanted yep. to pause for a second because I just love the story. I mean, you 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 took it back as far as okay, kind yeah. of. Kind of that big first shut up moment, and then the huge shut up moment that followed, and then the massive shut up moment that followed after that. It's only really been not even what two and a half, three years, right? So, so if you look back just from yeah, now yeah. to three years ago, a lot has happened, a lot of failure, but holy crap, a lot of success, and like you said, you've manifested. Like your dreams, I'm sure there's more. There's more, obviously, that that you know you'd ultimately like to get to. But you have manifested a bunch of things in just less than three years that I'm sure some people haven't even manifested in their lifetime, Brendan. So I wanted to pause here to at least just let us relish in that moment because I think that is such a huge thing for us to remember here. Brendan is how old are you now, Brendan? Right now, twenty-nine. You're twenty-nine. Okay, so from 26 to 29, you dove in headfirst, uh, headfirst because you did fall on your head a couple of times, uh, headfirst into, entre <laughs> uh, into entrepreneurship, and, and look at everything that you've seen. It came with a lot of struggle, a lot of challenge, and a lot of failure. But wow, look at all the rewards that you've seen. So that, that's the piece that I just wanted to make sure we take note of is to relish in that moment that we need to celebrate what short period of time it's been and all the hard work you put into this. But kudos to you, Brendan. That, that's such a beautiful story. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you. And, uh, and I apologize for the kind of monologue. I wasn't sure if you guys were still with me. So. <laughs> that was um, awesome. Any, uh, any uh, I mean, questions or points you I mean, that you'd like me to elaborate on? Yeah, absolutely. I know Phil, Phil and I usually kind of jump back in and forth with some questions, so I'm, I'm sure Phil's got a lot to say. Phil, you there? Of course I'm here, absolutely. So, yeah, so I, I would second that. Excellent story. So talk to us, though, Brennan, about that fear moment when you said, 
nope, I'm going to focus on my business, and I'm not going to take that consulting Sure, sure. Job. There was really a, really what happened was June, June 1st, uh, 2011. I remember very clearly because that was the first day of, uh, of the incubator starting. And, um, you know, it was also the first day of my absence from my previous employer. And I, I remember because I uh, biked, to, biked to work for the first time in my life. Um, and, uh, you know, living and working in downtown Milwaukee was, was kind of an amazing experience in and of itself. And it still is. We're in the third ward now, actually. Um, but those, those three weeks, really, because it was a four-week period, I, I, uh, I stopped at the previous employer June 1st, and I was supposed to start July 1st at the, uh, the, the future uh, employer through the consulting uh, contracting gig. And uh, those three weeks, I remember the, the energy and the team kind of rallying behind what we were doing and what we were able to accomplish with three weeks of just, you know, really 100% focused, uh, back-breaking, you know, seven days a week, uh, there at the office 18-plus hours a day, um, work was the most invigorating experience. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was almost addicting in a way, in a, in, a, in a very good way, in a fulfilling and meaningful way, not in a uh, kind of negative workaholic uh, kind of way. And... You know, I remembered contrasting that because it was literally, you know, stop Friday, start Monday between the corporate gig and the startup, contrasting the experiences between those two um, and how, you know, no matter what the corporate culture is at any larger company, I knew I, knew I wouldn't be able to duplicate that feeling, um, that feeling of uh, some people call it flow, uh, where you're at your peak uh, moment of creativity and productivity um, and you're, you're being utilized to your maximum extent. And I remember the, uh, the manager, uh, or the, the hiring director, um, actually helped alleviate that for a moment. He said, you know, look, I, I completely understand we're um, working with you, but this does sound like an amazing opportunity. And I realize if, uh, you know, if you don't take it, you are going to regret it. So I wish you the best of luck. Um, he, says, he says, we're a large company, and if it doesn't work out, um, there'll always be room for you. But if it does work out, uh, keep me in mind for, uh, for a job, which I thought was kind of him to say. Um, so that kind of alleviated, you know, a bit of the stress right away. Uh, but then I realized very quickly that, you know, that idea of having a safety net with this gig I could potentially go back to wasn't wasn't real in my head, at least. Um, that wasn't a possibility. Uh, it was uh, I was I had jumped. There was no there was no going back uh, to the top of the cliff. Um, and uh, and it and really it it, uh, it kind of took care of itself, uh, if, if that makes sense. Um, financially, not so much. Uh, you know, financially, that, that was not a successful venture. However, uh, in the words of one of my initial investors, um, really it was the best education. You know, what, what better way to, to spend, uh, you know, what you have uh, than a life experience that is going to set you up for success with the next one. So that's really how, you know, you talk a lot about lean startup methodology and the mantra of fail fast and fail often, but really there is no teacher like doing it. And, and yes, if you happen to do it right first the first time, good for you. But most people um, need to learn by screwing up a couple times, making a few dozen mistakes, uh, but making them rapidly and quickly. And you can't make those mistakes if you never try. So. Yeah, absolutely great points, Brennan. So last magic question for you, our friend, before we get to one softball, and that is right now, you're president of Okanjo. You're, you know, literally, at, uh, figuratively on top of the world. 
What are you afraid of right now, my friend? And how can we help you overcome that or support you in your journey as Bernie and Phil and as the Shut Up Show community? Sure. And, you know, I, I, thank you again. Um, you know, startup, startup life is, is interesting. Uh, you know, Conjo's been around for a couple of years, and, and being president is truly, you know, being named president is truly an honor and, and, and uh, much respect to uh, Mike Tresher and Jeff Rowe. Uh, the co-founders of Okanjo have been working very closely with uh, in my product role uh, over the last year and a half. Um, but that being said, we're a very young company still uh, in startup terms. Um, we've got uh, 11 people who are all behind me in the office uh, right now, cranking away towards our major uh, release, which is happening tonight. Um, and uh, it's really, it's really a humbling experience. Um, I think, you know, what am I afraid of now? I think. The biggest thing is uh, is moving fast enough. Um, and you read a lot about uh, executives and decision making and, and management methodologies, and you know, there's you can take or leave half of them. But uh, something that really resonates with me is the speed and the pace of decision making. Um, and knowing that even if you're great, even if you're lucky, even if you're doing you know the best you can. Maybe 70% of those will be will be spot on, um, and that's okay uh, because with enough volume and, and pace, uh, that 70% will push you above uh, above the rest. So, I think that's that's a really important um, thing for any any entrepreneur to keep in mind. Is it's really keep things moving, keep the momentum going, think, keep the energy going. Um, and for me, it's, uh, it's, it's being able to, to move fast enough, be agile enough, be able to respond to the market demands. Awesome. Well, well, I look forward to seeing what you do. I mean, seriously, it's been less than three years, and you've come this far. There's been a lot of failure, but there's, there's a, a whole bunch of success that followed. And I can't wait to see where you take Okanjo and all of the other projects that you'll touch um, in the near future. So Phil and I look forward to seeing that success in the years to come, Brendan. There's, there's so much more we can expect from you, I know for a fact. Um, one, the softball that Phil wanted us to ask is, how can people find you? You, Brendan, how can they find you, whether it's online or offline, to get more of the work that you're doing, uh, to contact yeah. you and engage with you? Um, where, where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, the best place is uh, is Twitter, actually. Uh, oddly enough, it's uh, my Twitter handles at uh, that Brendan T H A T B R E N D O N. Um, maybe seems a little egotistical, but I, I stole it from Kevin Smith. Um, uh, because he's that Kevin Smith on, on Twitter, so I have to shout out to him. I love his movies. The other way is if uh, Twitter's not your thing, email uh, always works. It's Brendan at Okanjo, B-R-E-N-D-O-N at O-K-A-N-J-O dot com. Way cool. Thank you so much for sharing your awesome with us today, my friend. We learned a lot from you and look forward to, as Bernie said, continued excellence from you in the future. We really appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much, Phil. Thanks, Bernie. Thanks, Take Brandon. Care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Shut Up Show. And remember, if you don't want to miss a single episode, go on to our website at theshutupshow.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Until next time, folks, shut up and make shit happen.